0: You're listening to the Her Business Beat podcast where real women share how purpose drives profits and how life harmony can exist with your hustle. I'm Geneva Marasma, the founder of Hearts and Heels, a networking group for women where we work together for flourishing businesses and come together through enriching education and joyful relationships. Whether you're a part-time business owner or a fast scaling entrepreneur, who is also a conscientious leader, you can create soul led success by fueling your greatest ambitions with pure heart. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of cab, pop in your AirPods and get ready to check your purpose pulse to create work that matters and the success you desire. On today's episode, seeing as it's the month of love, we're going to explore how love can be your greatest business strategy. Welcome to Her Business Beat. I'm Geneva Maresma, and today I'm going to dare to move beyond what we normally talk about in business, all the marketing, sales, networking, all the execution, and everything else. And we're just going to look at how a small four-letter word, L-O-V-E, can radically change how we work and what blooms because of it. So first, I want to talk to you today about your work culture. You might be thinking, Geneva, I am a party of one, or I only have three people in my office, or maybe you're an entrepreneur with several entities and many, many staff. Whether you are a party of one or you have 100 staff members, you do have a work culture. Let me share a little story with you about when I was in corporate health care. I'd gone to school for years, and my only desire of my heart was to help others as a therapist. But when I got into corporate managed healthcare, care, it seemed to be at the bottom of the priority list for the facilities where I worked. And before I tell you a little more about my time in healthcare, care, I want to assure you that there's so many caring therapists, doctors, and nurses in the managed care systems. I'm not here to knock them. But I do believe that if we're not careful, sometimes, whether we are leading in corporate or we are in our own businesses We can let productivity take over the priority of people. It happens very easily. And while I was in that setting, it just became harder and harder for me to go in and do the work I loved. And I didn't understand why initially I felt disillusioned, why I had gone to school for years and I wasn't feeling like this thing that I had aspired to be for so long was fitting me the way that I had hoped. It wasn't that I wasn't cut out for the work. It was that the culture was not for me. So the answer for me was not to go work in another corporate managed healthcare system, but rather to venture on my own and create my own work culture. So we can't think again that priorities shift only in corporate systems. You are a business and in your business, you have to establish a work culture and you already have one whether you realize it or not. But let's talk about what a work culture steeped in love looks like. It starts with you. It extends to your vendors, your clients, and who you outsource your work even. It's evident to the general public on your social outlets. Now it's easy to show love in our brands when our times are good. When the money's coming in and the client list is building, you can feel like you can overflow love quite easily. But it's much harder to maintain a spirit of love when you're handling a difficult client. We've all been there when our sales are down or when we have some hard decisions to make. So new strategies might help your bottom line, might help you hire, right? But they can't be band-aids if we can honestly look in the mirror and see that some of the problem is our own need to shift negative or passive-aggressive attitudes. Yes, all of us have been there where we have to be honest with ourselves and say some of this lies with me and it starts with me. And if I can shift me, I can definitely cast out fear with love. I can use love to give assurance to myself, to an employee or to a client. And I can let love guide the way that I work for people, even when they're difficult. So that brings me to my next point. Do you really love who you serve? let's talk about loving our clients. Customer experience is something that we're no strangers to hearing about, and it's definitely critically important. But sending client gifts and having the best communication portals won't remedy that client that every day you sit and wish that you did not take on. You know, the one that you're not in love with working with, and they've even probably made the same thing clear to you. So you probably vowed after that, to be more selective in who you serve. And it's so important because you will serve and love best who you're meant for. If you serve who you're best cut out for, those who align with your core values and the method of your work, you'll find it so much easier to deliver that great customer experience. You'll serve joyfully and you'll give abundantly because you love who you're working with. So many people are out there trying to grab all pieces of the pie, because they're driven by the profit potential they see of serving more and more. Or perhaps what they're driven by is fear, the fear of lack. But unless that you're in the business of mass goods distribution like Amazon or fast food like McDonald's, knowing who you love best, who you can pour your talents and gifts on, and will be nothing but pure joy to work with will ensure so many positive business outcomes the clients that we know that we can love on best will be honoring of our time and resources. They won't be the clients trying to squeeze out of you work that they didn't pay for. And they won't be the ones that battle your creativity, your expertise, and frankly make you question if you or your work is good enough. Establishing the client that you can deliver love to through the dynamic products or services that you have, they will receive the solutions and feel that their lives are changed They'll become your biggest cheerleaders. You'll feel stellar about working with these people who resonate with you and who know that you served them through love. They'll refer you all day long to other businesses and other people with the same value DNA as them. And we all know that referrals are where profits at. So I would say it's a great business strategy. Now we have to talk about something else, another category of people that you've got to share some love with. Yes, we have to share love with our competition. I said it. Now, listen, we often talk about collaboration over competition. It sounds like the commandment of love thy competitor, right? But what does that even really look like if it's in practice? First, let's define a competitor. Now, this is out of no dictionary except for the Dictionary of Geneva's Mind. But I believe a competitor is someone with a viable business, and they offer valuable services, just like you, and many of those services mirror your own. Now their core values or their approach might be different to solving the same problem as you do. And because of that, and as we've already determined, not everyone is best fitted to us, but they might fit like a glove with our competitors. So the first way we can love our competition is to simply respect them. I can look at my competition as either taking from me or I can view us as partners in giving. We're both giving what we're passionate about to the communities we serve. I think an attitude of gratitude for people's giftings and their hearts to serve can unify us rather than divide us. Secondly, I think it's so important that we honor what our competition is knocking out of the park. None of us are good at all the things. We'd like to think we are, but it's just not true. So maybe their branding is admirable or their innovation is something that inspires you. Iron sharpens iron, and honoring good work in your own industry creates healthy competition around you and also inside of yourself. If we all look at others in our space to help elevate our own game, we'll also lift up everyone we serve. Think about that. We would all be serving from a place of our best. There's so many well-known companies that you've heard of, such as Tom's Shoes, Warby Parker, and Trader Joe's, who are soaring on purpose-based brand missions. And by putting socially responsible business at the forefront of their models, they're actually setting themselves apart from their competition in all the best ways. So when we take a page out of the Conscious Capitalism playbook, we do win-win business, and girlfriend, that's big love. Last and certainly not least, I want to remind you to share a big portion of love with yourself. I don't know how old you are, but... Back when I was growing up, there was an SNL sketch with Stuart Smalley, where he said the affirming, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. We all laughed at it, but if we're being real, shouldn't we actually love ourselves enough to believe each of those statements are true? So I'm here to tell you today, not only are you just good enough, but you've been created to be uniquely gifted, and you have a mission that's meant only for you. I'm a copywriter, And I hope that I serve well all the business owners that come my way. But past the words I write to them, I hope I offer them affirmation of their missions. But I will say this, I know that I can't do that for everyone because not everyone is for me, and I am not for everyone. So I hope that if it's not me, that there's another copywriter out there doing the same thing that also believes fully in themselves. So I'll ask you, do you fully believe in yourself? Do you fully believe in the talents and the gifts that you've been given in your intelligence In knowing that there's no one like you to deliver to the people that you have been placed on planet earth to deliver to? And there's nothing weird about saying I'm smart enough to, it's okay to be a smart girl. It's okay for our intelligence to drive our businesses. I really wished that more women would believe the next statement, people like me. So many women have the perspective that people don't like me or that they have to jump through a bunch of hoops to be liked. And when you function on the perspective of people don't like me, think about all the misassumptions that you're going to make. And that doesn't do anyone any good. It certainly doesn't feel your business. It doesn't feel your feelings of confidence and worth. Let me tell you something. People do like you. And yeah, it's true. Some don't too, and it's okay. And there's many others that feel quite neutral towards you. But there are so many people that don't just like you, they love you. They love you just as you are. With every quirk and even on your less than shining day, I want you to know today that you are loved for no other reason except that your existence is a gift to your family, to your community, to your business, And your business is a platform to do good and show love to this beautiful planet that we live on. This Valentine's Day, I want you to remember that love can fuel your biggest, most impactful visions and revolutionize and transform those that you serve through your bright, love-filled vision. People often ask me where my drive and motivation comes from. Certainly, it's because I do believe God has gifted me with a specific purpose, But I also look at my mother's life, who she lost her life at a young age, 53 years old, only eight years older than I am today. But I saw how much work she did in that 53 years of her life. And I live each day knowing that every day is created for impact. So today, I want you to take that knowledge that you are deeply loved and created for big things. And I want you to let that love overflow to every person who receives your light today. Thanks for tuning in to Her Business Beat. I hope you found some sunshine for your business journey or heard something that made your purpose pulse beat faster. Please hit subscribe, write us a review, and share this episode with a friend. Tune back in for new episodes soon.